Hello, everybody. Welcome to D4C Dental Brands' first podcast, D4C Connect. We're really excited to uh, be putting this on, and I could not be more excited for our first podcast to uh, be talking to Dr. Lisa Shillman. Uh, Dr. Shillman is D4C Dental Brands' chief dental officer of clinical quality. She's also the doctor owner of Dentistry for Children of Georgia, a large practice here in Metro Atlanta. Uh, and uh, before uh, kind of rising to those ranks, she started as a, um, a dentist working for Dentistry for Children of Georgia. And so uh, very excited to talk to Dr. Shillman and to learn from her today uh, kind of what was going through her mind when she started uh, out as a young dentist, why she chose Dentistry for Children of Georgia, uh, and then kind of talking about her career. And while we do that, how she, in her current role, helps attract uh, young dentists and uh, tenured dentists to come work for D4C Dental Brands um, here in Georgia. Dr. Shulman, welcome. Hey, Sandy. What a great introduction. I appreciate it. Um, Andy and I have worked together for a few years, so I'm happy to be here and chat through this. Yeah, this is great. So, so tell us, put yourself back, you know, three years ago when you got out of residency and, um, and we're a, a young dentist uh, back then, what was going through your mind, right? What, what are, tell me kind of, you know, the nervousness, the excitement, the different types of jobs that were coming your way, the career paths, what, try to, try to lay it out for me. You're very kind. It was a little bit more than three years ago that I finished residency, um, more like 10. Uh, but yeah, so coming out of residency, I had a little bit of experience under my belt having worked for um, a year prior to starting residency. But um, I did my residency in New York and I was finishing up thinking about where I'm gonna live and what I'm gonna do. Um, and just by accident, uh, you know, this opportunity uh, came up with Dentistry for Children. And I came to Atlanta and interviewed. It just happened to be um, that my husband had a business trip to Atlanta at the same time. So I thought, you know what, why don't we try it out? Um, and so I had an interview. Our, our organization at that point had 12 offices uh, in, in Atlanta. <clears throat> and um, I did have a few other interviews as well. Um, what drew me to Dentistry for Children, uh, there were a couple of things, um, mainly when I got to tour the offices, um, they were fantastic, child-friendly, um, really well-equipped. Uh, when I got to speak to some of the dentists that were currently working there, and actually a few of my classmates from NYU, where I went to dental school, were already working at D4C. So um, it was great for me to be able to talk to them. Um, they were all had great things to say. And um, actually, both of them still work here at D4C 10 years later. Um, now with me as well. So um, they really like the clinical autonomy um, that the doctors get, you know, practicing here and, and being able to be uh, leaders in the office and treat the patients as they would in, in their own private practice. Um, they really liked how well the, the staff were trained. So I was really looking forward to it. Uh, if anyone knows, um, you know, assistant staff in residency programs, uh, you really look forward to uh, assistance and how things run in a private practice. So I was looking forward to that. Um, and so I settled on D4C. And of course, when I say settled, I don't mean settled, but I decided on uh, D4C in Georgia 
uh, as soon as I finished my residency, um, we moved here to Atlanta. And I always knew if this wasn't the right fit, I wouldn't stay here. Um, kind of the world was my oyster. I could go anywhere. Nothing was was holding me down. Um, my family's up north. Um, another reason I liked Atlanta actually was for the ease of the airport and the travel. Um, so that that was nice. Um, and so uh, I started my career here really as a pediatric dentist. Uh, we had multiple locations, so I started out working in a few different offices. I really liked that because as a new dentist, I really was hoping to kind of be under someone's wing. Um, and so I started out in a larger practice where there were um, two other dentists and uh, one general dentist being the older kids and one other pediatric dentist. So I could really bounce off ideas. I could um, really kind of get my feet wet. Uh, prior to being completely on my own. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and then eventually I, I did start working in a practice where I was the lead doctor and, and on my own. Um, but it was great to have that initial experience of traveling to a few uh, different larger locations. Yeah, very interesting. So to take me back, because I'm imagining myself, uh, and I should have introduced myself at the beginning. I'm Andy Linus. I'm uh, D4C Dental Brands General Counsel and Chief Compliance Officer. So Dr. Shulman and I do have the privilege of working together on a lot of stuff. And and uh, and I did, I love the story about New York to Atlanta and then and then Atlanta kind of uh, uh, to ownership to to leadership within the organization. Um, but but I, I'm a young resident. I'm watching this podcast. You just said something that was very interesting to me uh, and something that that I think would be very helpful, which is uh, you know talk to the dentist at the office where you're interviewing. Right. Uh, that sounds like a really simple thing, but probably something not a lot of people do. What other kind of tips or tricks uh, or things that you use when you are evaluating potential practices um, in addition to kind of talking to obviously colleagues that you work with that might be been working here or other practices? But it sounds like when you were interviewing, you kind of, hey, what do you think about it here? What's it like to work here? Tell me about it. Um, any other tips like that or things you did uh, that, that, that others could, uh, could use? So, you know, it wasn't just a dentist that I chatted with. When I got tours of the practices, I wanted to talk to the um, office manager. I wanted to feel the culture of the office. I wanted to talk to the staff and, and see um, how experienced they are and how much they like working here. Um, and it was all positive. So I think that's a big thing. Um, when I spoke with, before before coming on, when I, when I spoke with dentists that were currently working here, um, I asked a lot of questions uh, to really make sure that I educate myself. Um, one thing to think about that I thought about coming out of residency, you know, most people in residency, we take calls. So we take emergency calls after hours on the weekends. And so I was used to doing a lot of that. Um, I wanted to know how much of that I would be doing, you know, coming out. Uh, how many how many of my evenings and my weekends would be uh, taken up being on call? That's important to know. Um, and, you know, when you're in a very small practice, perhaps you're on call a lot more because you're seeing all of the patients yourself or you and, and another practitioner. Um, what I liked here is we, we had quite a few dentists already. So I started off being on call um, a couple of times a year, which was really attractive to me coming out of residency. Uh, so that, that was a big thing. Um, it was important to me to know that 
um, I would be able to take days off. And so I would be able to have vacation time. So I inquired with the doctors that process and, and how that works and how much PTO I would get and how much vacation time, you know, I would be allowed to take. Uh, that that was important. Um, let's see uh, what else what else was important. So I wanted to know um, and ask about it and was very satisfied with what we had at D4C. Um, I wanted to know what are the treatment options for our patients. So coming out of residency, you're used to doing sedation, perhaps, perhaps uh, you're used to taking patients to the hospital for. Um, to be under general anesthesia. So you want to know if those options are available within the practice that, that you're coming on, on to. Um, you want to know that you're able to offer all of the options to the parents and the patients that are out there. Um, so here at D4C, I was happy to know that we had a dedicated sedation center. We were doing sedations um, in some of our offices as well as in a dedicated center. Um, and all of the sedation options, sedation options, including hospital, were available. So. Yeah, that's, that's great. So really uh, make sure you ask about the clinical autonomy, make sure you're asking about uh, kind of practice operations in terms of on-call, uh, uh, what type of benefits are available in terms of PTO and health and those sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, and then also just, just the good old-fashioned kind of backyard barbecue test, right? You're talking to folks about uh, what, what's it like to work here? What's it like in real time? That, that, I think that was a great, great tip. And um, you know, a lot of doctors shared that, um, you know, they get together every few months for yeah. kind of informal meetings and they have dinner and they chat. Um, it was wonderful to know that um, even if I am working by myself in an office, that I still have so many colleagues to share um, this, you know, work with and to be able to socialize as well. Um, after hours, so that was really nice. You know, me moving yeah. to Atlanta, I, I, we didn't have any friends, so it was nice to know right away that I had a community of colleagues around me. Yeah, and and you know, it's interesting you say the the kind of community of colleagues. You've touched on that a few different times. Whether that was from being a young dentist, learning from them, uh, to also being able to have that kind of social network built in at the office. Um, and and to me, uh, and I don't put words in your mouth, but that goes in the uh, uh, pro. At working for a DSO, right? And 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 sometimes I think in residency, uh, I get the sense from talking to residents sometimes that uh, that DSOs sometimes get a bad name, uh, and uh, and sometimes uh, residents are hesitant to uh, want to work for uh, a DSO. Uh, but it sounds like, and you just touched on one of them. Curious if if there were others that you were kind of thinking about, um, either were thinking about or learned kind of when you got here, but but advantages uh, that a DSO can offer to a young dentist um, uh, that, a, that a private practice is not able to do. And I think community is one of them. You've already touched on that. Yes, absolutely. I think that's really important. Another thing that I would inquire is, um, is this truly a specialty group? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you say you're a pediatric group, but what percentage of your doctors are, are real specialists? So um, I knew coming, coming on board, um, that this was a true specialty group, uh, that we had majority of pediatric dentists. I know now we're at over 85% specialists. Uh, we do have some general dentists helping us with the older kids, but you know we have orthodontists doing orthodontics. We have pediatric dentists doing pediatric dentistry. Um, and I think that's really important. Um, I think it's important to know how many years have the dentist stayed. So 
um, is it a revolving door of you know constantly different doctors or are there doctors staying on for 10, 15, 20, even more years like we have here? Um, and I always say, you know, we have fantastic uh, board certified pediatric dentists that have stayed with this group for so many years, knowing that there are so many other opportunities out there. There's a reason they stay and there's a reason that I'm here. Um, and that's because this is a great group to work for and to work with. And, and I think a large part of that, Dr. Shulman, is is the quality focus of the organization, whether it's ours, and I think we're very proud of that, and, and I definitely want you to speak to that, but, but I would encourage anybody out there interviewing, and I think you would too, to, to really focus in on, and you've touched on this, but what type of treatment's gonna do? How do I do it? Um, um, tell me about the patient focusedness of the organization, and so I'm curious in your role here, I know the answer, but I'm curious for those that are, are watching or listening, tell us about the, the, the um, the chief dental officer of clinical quality role. I do want to talk a little more about the ownership role and interviewing in just a moment, but um, just because you've touched on it and the importance of quality, curious kind of how that role looks for you here and, and, and what that could mean for a, a young dentist um, or, or, or a, a tenured dentist looking for a, a new home. Sure. Well, I'm really passionate about quality care in pediatric dentistry, um, as I think every pediatric dentist is. And I wanna ensure that all of our patients receive real true quality care. Um, I think it's, it's not easy to define quality in dentistry. There really aren't um, measures and metrics, uh, but we all know when we do the right things and when we practice the right way in a conservative way, um, being patient focused um, and really not focused on anything but doing the absolute right thing for the patient. Um, practicing, you know, within the guidelines, practicing um, within the AAPD guidelines. I think all of that together is really important. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, residents and other dentists hesitate to work for a DSO. Um, and rightfully so, they're worried that non-dentists and non-clinicians um, who are not focused on quality care uh, will be guiding their treatment. Well, um, the truth is that's not at all the case. The case is um, in within our organization, you know, our offices are doctor-run and doctor-owned and, and quality care um, is as important as anything else within this organization. And I can tell you that because I oversee it. Um, we, you know, there, there's a lot of, a lot of things that, that we do to make sure that um, we provide the highest quality of care to our patients. Um, and I think one of the most things, and we've touched up on that before, is we're really building a culture of quality. Um, all of our staff, all of our um, clinical staff, our um, assistants and managers, everyone knows that we're so patient-focused um, and quality-focused. Um, and we do that through a lot of different things. You know, one of the things we do is we um, give quarterly awards, quality awards to our team members, and I think that's really wonderful. Um, we ask for submissions from doctors and, and managers um, to submit their team members that are that kind of exemplify um, high, highest quality of care, who, who go out of their way to provide the best care for their patients. Um, and we reward those people and we highlight that. Um, I think that's really important. Um, there, there are lots of other things we do. You know, we, we measure... Um, a lot of different things that our providers do. So we measure um, preventative care, we measure sealants and um, fluoride that we apply. 
we um, highlight and applaud those doctors that focus on preventative care. Um, and uh, we share that information among each other so colleagues are aware of, of um, how everyone is doing and how well we take care of our patients. So. Yeah, I think I think that's great. And and I think um, and you touched on this, the the doctor owner, doctor run, right? Your associates know that 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 you're their boss. And and you talk about um, measuring sealants and fluoride, and all of a sudden people go, Oh my God, see, this is DSOs, they're measuring, they're measuring. Well, of course we're measuring. Uh, and uh, and 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 who has that conversation with the associate? Uh, about those measurements, it's you, right? As the as their as their as their boss, as the doctor owner, and and you have colleagues that you sit shoulder to shoulder with in all the markets where we support practices, and it really is that clinical discussion, and and that's something that makes me really proud of this organization is is that it is the doctors having those clinical discussions with the doctors, uh, and and really not just things that you guys make up or think are interesting, but but things that um, that that AAPD is pushing, uh, or that the industry is pushing, or the Dental Quality Alliance, which uh, uh, D4C is, is proud to sit as part of, and I know you are a voting member uh, of the Dental Quality Alliance, and, and maybe just speak very briefly to that, but for those that don't know, the Dental Quality Alliance um, and, and kind of what that is. and, and, and Sure. Your... Yeah, it's an organization that was formed by the ADA, um, and the purpose is really to define quality dentistry. So they encourage and do quality metrics. So they're measuring sealants, they're measuring fluoride, um, along with other, um, you know, measures in dentistry that some apply to pediatric dentistry and, and some don't. Um, but the purpose is to have definitions of what quality is and to make sure that all of us dentists really practice to that standard um, that they're hoping to set. Um, but I wanted to go back just a moment, Andy, when you mentioned that we measure and we're measuring sealants and we're measuring fluoride. Um, guess what? We're also measuring your failure rate of sealants. We're also measuring your failure rate of crowns. So it's, you know, we're, we're actually looking at um, how, how well are you doing those sealants? Do those teeth that are sealed turn into teeth that need treatment? Um, and when your seal rates are high and our failure rates are high, that's something that we also discussed because of course, you know, we're not talking about doing more procedures. We're talking about doing less procedures. The reason we measure preventative care is because we want to focus on that. Yeah. I think that's the key in pediatric ministry, and I think all of us would agree on that. Um, so, and yes, we, we have quarterly meetings where we have, you know, drinks and dinner, and, and we lightly talk about what's going on, and we bring up these, these metrics. And then, of course, you know, some conversations are a little bit tougher, and we have one-on-one -on -one conversations where it's needed, it's pretty rare. Um, but overall, we share these metrics openly. Um, all of the doctors are, are really happy to, to look at the results, look at where they stand. And just by doing that, I'll tell you over the years that we've done this, we have all Im improved, myself included. Yeah, it's been fun to see and, and kind of the interest level around in the conversation generates. Well, I know we're kind of running out of time here, but uh, just to shift to, I know you've worn a lot of hats here. You've worn the, I'm a young dentist hat to, I'm a, a chief dental officer, clinical quality hat. Talk very briefly about your ownership hat. Again, if I'm thinking, I'm watching this podcast, listening to this podcast, I'm thinking, wow, this lawyer in his pink shirt, pretty awesome. This pediatric dentist, she seems pretty cool too. Uh, what is one more nugget that I can take away from this? 
you know, when you're a boss, when you're interviewing a candidate, whether it's a tenure doctor or, or, or you know, what are the two, three things you're looking for in that candidate and, and in that discussion with that candidate um, when you're thinking about, is this somebody that I want to join my ranks as an associate uh, dentist? Sure, great question. So one thing that I look for immediately, and it's harder to see it now, is a great smile. Um, and a great attitude. Um, so that I think is most important. Um, of course, you know, um, I also look for, um, you know, how important is quality care to you? And, and what does that mean to you? Um, that's a great question I like to ask. Um, and then, like I said, great attitude, um, you know, happy, I think is really important in, in pediatric dentistry. Um, and th those are really, really important things to me. Yeah, I think that those are great, right? It's the, uh, what do we call it? Kind of the no jerks allowed policy, right? I think that that's, that's I think that's that right. applies in a lot of aspects right. in life for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Dr. Shulman, this has been a, a, a pr pleasure for me. It's always great to see you, always great to talk to you. Uh, we don't always get to talk bye, about bye, this Andy. sort of fun stuff. Thank so. you very much. No, thank you very much for joining us and uh, excited to, uh, conclude our first uh, of many episodes of D4C Connects, and, and hopefully you'll come back and, and we'll have the privilege of speaking again soon. Dr. Yes, it depends on how I did. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it was great to see you. You too. Thank, Thank you. you.